Hello, hello. This is Dee Dee Banks. I hope all is well with each and every one of you uh, on this beautiful day. Um, I wanted to talk about um, some TV um, show, reality shows that I've been uh, paying close attention to. Um, and I want uh, to sh you to peep into these uh, shows if you can. Uh, one of them I watched, this is the second season of, and it's called uh, Ready to Love. And it's about African-Americans uh, looking for love. And so they're paired up. Well, they have all these um, couples, uh, men and women, uh, same amount of number that they start out with. And they date one another and get into one another. And they're trying to find a love connection with each other. I found that very interesting, um, the dynamics of that show, because I am all about love. And I am looking and in, in studying uh, what we portray, what love truly is. And me, myself, personally, um, I really never knew what love truly was when it comes to relationships because I came from brokenness. Uh, my father left uh, me as a uh, when I was a young girl, so I didn't have love for my father. So that creates problems. And then my mother, uh, she um, was a pastor's uh, daughter, and she was abused. And so she met a guy, uh, my father, and he abused her, so he didn't know how to love her, and so it's it was a it's been a generation of brokenness in my family. I look at all of my sisters, um, and I look at my brothers, and it's it's just been a generation, a generation of curse on how to love. Um, each other, love your love God, love yourself, and then learn to love someone else. Um, that's why um, most people have been married more than one time. It's because of not really truly knowing how to love, and and we are not able to show love or share love. We think we do, but we truly truly don't. Unless you take it all the way back and God teaches us that if we love him first, we will learn to love ourselves. And once we learn to love ourselves, know ourselves, then we're able to carry on and share love with someone else. So um, I ran across some teachings uh, from a pastor who talked about, are you ready to love? And and that, that bit, he, well, he's a pastor. A pastor, excuse me, and a bishop, and he's my very favorite. He's he's uh, uh, a brother of mine, my spiritual brother. I call him, and uh, he talked about uh, R.C. Blake's talked about, um, are we ready to love? And so I was like, wow, okay, break it down. Okay, so this is what was uh, taught to me. And I want to share it with you so that it can penetrate down in your soul and give you some things to think about. Are you truly, truly, truly ready for a relationship? Because a lot of us are into the physical. A lot of us are into the financial. A lot of us are, are we fall in love for the wrong reasons or we get duped into making some, letting, allowing someone to make us feel that they love us and you're so 
we're so in need of being loved by someone that we get tricked because of of the deceit of Satan. Um, and these people, uh, Satan uses people to come into our lives, uh, men and women, to destroy us. And that's why there's so much brokenness um, in um, our families. Amen. Our culture, especially the black culture, we have really, really been abused um, from, you know, 400 years ago, being abused by the, the white people. Uh, we have been abused and, and, and in turn being abused, you know, that's brokenness. And that's why uh, we have a hard time getting along with one another and loving one another. You know, we're always butting up against one another. And that comes from a generational curses and not knowing how to love. Well, I'm going to share with you what what was taught to me. And here we go. Most of us have jumped right into relationships before we even do any self-work, looking at ourselves and facing deep-rooted issues that may have that may have baggage. Okay? God created Adam and Eve, but before he created Eve, God set Adam up with all he needed to prepare him for Eve. The table was set when she arrived. Men should take heed to this example. Men today, if they want to be in a relationship with a woman, his table should be set. If he is just wanting to date, his business should be in order. And the same for a woman. A woman should not in these days and times be looking for a man to take care of her financially. Our table should be set and being cute and not, and not with a nice body is not going to cut it when looking to be chosen by a good man. Men want to be wanted. He wants to hunt for a woman that is complete and that her table is set. God will not send us a man if we do not have our own affairs in order like being self-sufficient and being whole. We, You can pay your own bills. You can have your own place and have your own job. That turns a man on knowing that you both have set tables. Adam was well along in his personal development. He had a relationship with God. He had self-awareness. He had a place to live. He had all his resources and means to support a woman. Adam was ready in the eyes of God. Amen. So these are, this, this came from my heart, uh, what I just stated. Um, you know, a man should not pursue a woman dating, dating her, uh, pursuing her, marrying her, unless his table is set. A broken man, a man with baggage, a man who doesn't have his own life in order, mentally, financially, uh, in any way, even physically healthy, should not go before a woman. And we as women should not be pursuing men. Now, we should be friendly to them. We should befriend them, uh, be nice to them, and learn from them as friends. But pursuing men is out of order. When you read the book of Genesis, that's not the way it started out. The Bible teaches us how we should pursue 
our relationships. Amen. So now there are five things that um, uh, R.C. Blake stated that I found very interesting. Uh, and he said that these five things we need to consider before we think about partnering with someone that we want to take, make a serious commitment with. So number one, as we are growing up, did you have a chance to process the examples, uh, be it poor or good, of our parents? Have you looked back and thought about objectively, objectively what worked or what did not work? Did you have the chance to... Uh, Talk to them about what worked in their relationship or why didn't it work. We are dealing with a generational revolution. When we look at our parents' example and you're, and you're wise enough to pull from it, separating the good from the bad and build on what works. Most of us fail to find out why our parents' parents' relationship failed. And whatever is in our parents, it shows up in our lives, especially, especially the bad parts. We must recognize and identify the negativity, knowing or unknowingly. Analyze what has been programmed in us by the example of our parents. If we do not do this, we rush into a relationship or relationships that find ourselves repeating the cycle. These are things we need to work out before we engage in another person. This means self-analysis. This is true. We come from our parents and whatever relationship that they had with each other, we need to know about and learn about. Now, most, a lot of uh, African-Americans or Blacks have been raised with their mother and the fathers weren't in the home. And most of us never sat down and talked to our parents and asked, hey, what happened, mom? Why didn't you get along? Uh, what was dad like? Uh, what was going on? Because we, our parents were very private, especially the mothers. The mothers really didn't talk. I know my generation, um, women didn't really talk. And so that was hurt. That hurt us because we really never knew uh, what was really going on in, in the relationships of our parents. But if you came from an abusive um, uh, family structure, uh, meaning your mother um, being um, abused physically and mentally, and you seen her hurting and struggling, trying to raise you and the pain that she experienced, from different dating different men um and if you've seen your father uh dating many women mistreating women disrespecting women uh, disrespecting your mother and these kind of things see these things um become a part of us it's things that we see and we have to really look back and see where um there is good parts uh, in our family structure, and then there's negativity. The negativity is baggage, and that's what we carry into relationships. If your father leaves you as a young girl, you may suffer from an abandonment issues, okay? And I can personally speak attest to that because when you meet people and they um, 
they're not around when you want them to be around. Uh, they don't call you. They don't come around. You start suffering with the abandonment issues. And they may not mean any harm. They may be just busy. But that's not how you perceive it. Because you lost the first love of your life, which was your father. And that he abandoned you. He abandoned us as women, and that has destroyed us. So we have to get that fixed. That void in our life has got to be fixed because a man could never, can never fulfill that void that a father can. And uh, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, who is our father, uh, God is our father. And so we have to... Um, acknowledge that and develop that relationship so we can fill that void in our life because we can't take that back and we can't look for father figures in men which is what I did I thought that they would love me unconditionally I thought that uh, sex was love only to find out that a man can lay down with anything and anybody he does not care about you but if you don't get that void fixed, self-analysis, finding out deep-rooted issues that you have, you will find yourself in many relationships, broken relationships, and you'll find yourself dating that same type of guy over and over and over again. Amen. So let me just go to number two. Have you addressed any pain from your past or your previous situation? We cannot move on. If we cannot address issues from these things, because we will bring baggage into the relationship like trust issues, suspicion or abandonment issues that show up. If the person has not called you, seen you, we fly off the handle because we have not healed from those past issues. We are dealing with the trauma from our past. So read Hebrews, uh, the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 12, verse 15. Let me see if I can get to this. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little longer today because I want to have a um, I want us to study this uh, together. So I'm gonna go to oh excuse me the book of Hebrews. Bear with me because I'm in the Bible and I'm flipping pages and and um, um it may take a little bit longer. Okay, so in Hebrews verse 15 it says. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Okay, let's talk about, let me break that down. Root, a, a root of bitterness refers to deep-seated resentment in one's heart that continues to grow and has consequences for others. Here it may refer to an attitude or bitter resentment toward God's discipline instead of humble submission to his will for our lives. Bitterness can also be directed toward, toward persons in the church. It results in defiling the person who is bitter, making him or her unfit to approach God in prayer. If not dealt with, the root of bitterness can also spread and defile many others in the church community, destroying the holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Okay, that's broken down for you. 
bitterness, pain from our past. A lot of us have had um, bad situations in relationships, and not every person is the same. Unfortunately, if we don't close that chapter, I call them soul ties from the last relationship, you will carry them into your new relationship. So you have to get counseling. You have to go to Christ. You have to ask him to heal your brokenness, your broken heart and give and be ready and prepared to move on and be able to love freely. Now, sometimes when someone does something, it does trigger certain things and and you're like, "Uh oh, I've seen that before. You have to be wise when you're looking for love. If you're ready for love, don't be um, blinded by when you see something that you've seen in the past. And if it looks like a duck and it acts like a duck, that thing is a duck. Okay, but having um, bitterness in your heart, bitterness from uh, when someone has mistreated you, uh, done bad to you, and you hold that inside of you, it's going to cause you um, a lot of more heartbreaks. Okay, and it's not fair to the next person. So let me read on things that are living in our soul, things stuck, stuff. Oh, things spring up at an inappropriate in at an inopportune time, forgive me, and will dismantle it dismantle anything that could or would be good. Ask yourself to have ask yourself, have you grown past your trauma? Have you grown past your trauma? We must be honest with ourselves and the other person because they may help you with the process. Do not fake and hide and do and not disclose your deep rooted issues you, uh, that you have been working on. Instead of making the person you meet think that you are healthy and whole only to discover after they have become so close to you in your journey and realize you have uh, you have a lot of brokenness that has not been disclosed. And that is not fair. I have found that most people are not honest. And they jump from mate to mate, not interested, even uh, addressing or thinking that they have deep rooted issues that will keep them from finding true love, especially a narcissist. Run from a narcissist. A narcissist are incapable of loving anyone or anything. And they are the true heartbreakers of the world because um, we have allowed them to come into our lives and we were not prepared to take on that demonic spirit that they carry. So, um, if we are not whole as a person, we will, uh, when people come into our lives, because Satan is, is so busy, um, they appear nice, charming, um, uh, they do things for you, they, they love bomb you, people can love bomb you, only to destroy you. It's a setup to take down. And so you have to be very, very mindful of this. That's why I talk about narcissism a lot because when I found out what it was, it made me reflect back on my past and the uh, men that I had dated. And now I can look back and see who were narcissists and who were empaths. And uh, it has helped me a lot. 
And now I know what to watch for and to look for uh, when I meet different people in my life, males or females. Okay, so be careful in your life and study uh, what a narcissist really is in their personality. And I'm going to help you with that because I'm a continually... Um, talk about narcissists uh, on my episode when I find people with questions and and professionals who has, have answered questions to the questions about narcissists and narcissism that will help us get through this and recognize uh, different scenarios that raises a red flag to let you know that you're dealing with one. Okay, that was number two. Here's number three. So, are you whole enough to be honest about your insecurity, your truth, accepting yourself, and the mistakes that you have made in your life? Insecurities have nothing to do with your value or your worth. Let me repeat. Insecurities, your insecurities, have nothing to do with your value or your worth. It just happens to be what you have gone through. Anyone who cannot accept your truth are not man or woman enough to be a part of your future. Let me repeat that. Anyone who cannot accept your truth are not man or woman enough to be a part of your future. If you do not accept yourself, you will always hide yourself from others. You will hide behind the facade you have that you have created and will keep you incapable of being in a long-term, committed, loving relationship because you are not being your true self. If you cannot be honest about your past insecurities and the other ones and other people cannot accept you and your and the worst parts of you, the flaws or failures, they are they should not be going into your future when it comes to a serious relationship. Read James five and sixteen. So let me go to James five. And 16. Okay, James 5 and 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of righteous man availeth much. Okay, confess, pray, be healed. This verse gives us an important reason. Why healing is often lacking in the Christian community. Sin must be confessed to others and fervent prayer for one another be made. Sin in the church hinders the prayers of believers and blocks the healing power of God from being manifested in the congregation. So, being a Christian... You have to confess your sins. You have to address your sins. You have to pray that God will, um, uh, you have to repent and ask God to forgive you uh, for any of your sins. See, God knows that we're not perfect. So we have to be honest with ourselves and mostly be honest to God. When we meet people, when we know that we have flaws, um, revealing, being your true self. And when you, now you don't reveal your um, insecurities to just anybody and just anybody you meet. If there's anyone that uh, you connect with and they are your friends and you trust them and they trust you, and you have to have discernment to know who is real and who's not real. And when you reveal to people your true self, your traumas, what you've been through, um, this helps you 
to lay everything on the line. And that person, if they love you and care about you, they will be with you by your side. If you find, now you have to be careful because a lot of people, men especially, when you open up your life to them and and, and reveal to them, you know, what you've gone through, they try to pretend like um, uh, there's no judgment zone there. Uh, but then as you get involved with them, they throw that crap up in your face. So you have to be very careful when you're giving your heart and soul and your truth to someone. Now, a testimony is a testimony. And don't be afraid of your testimony. Because if you've been through something and you've overcame something, then you talk about that. Because you're not that same person that you was before. And you're proud of it. There's nothing to be ashamed about it. And you're it, your true self. Okay? So that's another. Be who you are. And be honest about what has broken you down and made you weak. And if people run, let them run. Let so be it. But I promise you that there's someone out there that will love you completely for you. And they will be with you. And they will help you. And they will not do the things to you that hurt you, that caused your insecurities. They'll be open. You'll be able to communicate with one another. And both of you can get through uh, the traumas in each and each person's life because men have trauma too. They just don't talk about it. So, um, you know, being real uh, for men to open up is very important too. For them to reveal what they've gone through is very important too. But that's a tough one. There, a lot of men won't won't talk about their trauma um, because they feel that it's 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 not um, manly. You're not macho. Okay, let me move on to number four. Are you mature enough to handle another person's truth? Can they feel the same way about you? So many men ask women very personal questions about your past. And when the woman is open and honest, they can't handle it. The most, the biggest question that men uh, ask women um, and grown women too. This is amazing. How many men have you slept with? Or, uh, um, or what is this? Are you, oh, uh, how many have you slept with? Uh, uh, and then they're thinking, oh, she's a whore. Oh, she done slept with, with all these men. She done done all this. She's a, ain't nothing but a whore. And they may not say it then, but when you get into an argument and when the rubber meets the road, they're going to throw that your life up in your face. Trust me, a no good buster will throw that stuff in your face, your past. But they have slept with so many different women. Men have slept with so many women. I mean, you know, a lot of men have. Not all men, trust me, because I've met some that have not slept with a lot of men. They don't sleep around because they value themselves. They learned at a young age how to value their self and their body, and they've taken care of themselves. But um, we people have to accept each other's truth, okay? We, as women, have been judged in every area of our lives, and so we have to not deal with people who judge us. If a person can't support you emotionally, you or they are not ready to love. You need empathy because we all have made mistakes in our lives. Amen? Read 1 Corinthians 13 and 7. And so I'm going to go right there. 13 and 7 says, Beareth all things, believeth all things, 
hopeth all things, endureth all things. Okay, so I'm going to read, break that down. Charity, charity suffereth long. This, this section describes love as an activity and a behavior, not just as an inner feeling or motivation. The various aspects of love included here characterizes God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Every believer must seek to grow in this kind of love. Okay? Amen. Okay, so that's that's that. So know your truth, accept each other's truth, be mature enough to accept each other's truth without any judgment at all, and don't throw when someone opens up their truth and gives you their truth. You know, you hold that against them or you're not ready, you are wrong, and you need to um, go to Christ Fix that and be honest, open and honest, and learn to accept other people's past. We all have a past, okay? Now, number five, are you established in who you are to the point that you know who fits you? Ooh, let me say that again. Are you established in who you are to the point that you know who fits you? Self-awareness comes into play right here. You should be able to detect if a person fits or not. We pursue relationships before we discover ourselves. We have become actors and actresses to get desires of others. It should no longer take you years to figure your right man or woman out. We keep choosing the same type of people because we are not we have not discovered ourselves read second corinthians 6 14 i'm gonna go there let me find it right there second corinthians 6 14 be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness and what communication what what communion had light with darkness okay sometimes the king james version the way it's worded it can be a little bit um, fuzzy to some people but um, if you read the amplified version of these scriptures that i've given you it'll open up your mind there's different versions niv amplified version uh uh there's a, a couple more that will break down uh, the scriptures for you so you can understand it um, after you read the King James versions. Go to the other versions and God will make it uh, clear to you uh, what he is saying. Okay, let me break it down. Unequally yoked with unbelievers. That means people who aren't fit for you, who don't have the same beliefs as you, who are not what you're looking for. In God's eyes, people ultimately are divided into two categories. These those who are in Christ and those who are not. Believers are instructed not to be partnered or intimate association or in intimate association. I can't see this. Um, with 
unbelievers. This includes partnership in business, secret orders, lodges, dating, marriage, and close friendships. A Christian's association with unbelievers should be only such as is necessary for social or economic existence or to show unbelievers the way of salvation. Okay? So, we should not be entertaining men or women who do not believe the same beliefs that you have because you there will be a major conflict in your life. Amen. If someone is a uh, narcissist, uh, has a Jezebel spirit, trust, and you are a empath, you are a Christian, you love the Lord, you do not need to interact in any kind of way with these kind of people who are evil because it does not mix. One will take over the other and darkness tries to overcome light. If you are a person of light, which is something positive and dark, and you're interacting with something that is dark, that darkness is going to try to overpower your light because that is Satan and that is how Satan rolls. So be mindful of who fits you. One of the things that I used to always do um, being single and that was had a list of uh, what I like and what I don't like. And what I don't like, I really focused on what I did, did truly not like what hurt me deeply and what turns me off deeply. And I would always look at that. And when I would see signs of that, that was a red flag for me. So I learned to look look at that uh, uh, in my earlier years. But when I found out about narcissism, narcissists um, are so tricky. And um, that devil of spirits, you know, like how Eve got tricked in the garden, how, how uh, uh, the little serpent, he just know, knew how to s- smooth her and, and tell her, you know, that she she can know more than God. She'll know more than God and, and all blah, 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 blah. These, this is how men come into our lives. And women do the same, too, because women, we're clever with our tongue, too. Um, and some women are just as evil as men, so I'm not going to put one over the other. But what I'm trying to say is... Um, love, uh, that love bomb, bombing is powerful. You know, the uh, first is attractiveness, and then it comes to what they're saying to you. And then they'll do these things, and you're like, wow, this is just a bomb, only to find out you are not equally yoked. You have to talk about these things before you get involved with people. So self-analysis, knowing who you are is so important, family. You got to know you and stop jumping around, getting with these people, having children, not being married, not being equally yoked, because we are creating generational curses, okay? Stop carrying soul ties to the next relationship. I'm going to wrap this up because I'm 35 minutes so far. But when you come out of a relationship, you either need to go to counseling. First of all, go to God. Go to counseling if need be. But please don't carry soul ties from the last person or other persons into your relationship.
Okay, please. Self-analysis. Have your table set. Women, stop relying on a man to do for you because that's one of the things that women are doing. There's a large generation of those, but then there's the other side of women who are very successful. They have their own money. They have everything, but they don't have the man. And so um, loneliness creates problems for women whose table has been set. But women that uh, the table is set, I just say, have a relationship with Christ. I promise you, the love that Christ gives us women shows us what love looks like. And it's fulfilling. And I'm telling you, when you find the love of Christ, which will show you how to love yourself, you will not put up with anything less than what the love of Christ have given you. Busters cannot come into your life. Busters to me are narcissist, narcissist, narcs and Jezebel spirits, anything negative. Men that are trying to look like they got it together. They, uh, they act like they got it together. They don't have their own things. Their table is not set. Women, it is not our job to take care of a man. It's stated in Genesis, God prepared Adam to be ready for his bride. And that goes for dating. You don't go taking men out because they don't have money. You don't give men money. You don't pay their rent. You don't, you don't pay bills uh, when you got a man in the house. Not unless that man has fallen a little short. He may not make as much money, but you come together as one. And recognize these busters who are users, who are now using women. They're sitting around playing video games all day. They're doing drugs. They're drinking. They're cheating, chasing other women. And here you are working hard. And you allow buster to be coming into your life, robbing you of of what God has for you. Move them out the way. You cannot... God will not send you Mr. Right if you still have soul ties with other men, especially the busters. You will be single for a very long time. And what will happen is you'll keep dating the same people over and over and over again. Now for the men, don't date gold diggers. If that woman doesn't have herself together and her table is not set, meaning she is not taking care of herself, you need to run too. Because as a woman, we need to be to have, we need to take care of ourselves. You need to go get you a job, get educated, whatever you need to do to be self-sufficient. That's what a woman needs to do. Now, a woman may not make as much as that man. But trust me, if she has morals to take care of herself, that's why when you see these men going, uh, marrying waitresses or uh, women who don't have everything, um, you know, women who, I don't know why he date her because she's a waitress, you know, blah, blah, blah. Don't go there. Women who are, who have jobs and they may not be, have college degrees, at least they're working. At least they're taking care of themselves and their children. And this is what men look for. Men look for women who know how to take. They're attempting to take care of themselves. Okay? So the game has got to stop.
As a matter of fact, 2020, once again, I say it, has changed the game. It's time to re-evaluate ourselves. We need to be strong, sufficient, save our money, watch everything around you. Um, Watch out for this coronavirus because it's taking people out. People are getting sick. Watch out who you're laying down with. Be careful, family. It is very, very, very dangerous out there. It's so dangerous out there. We're here today and we could be gone tomorrow. But we all have to go. And I say to you, we're going to perish, but be ready. Know where you're going to go. There's heaven and there's hell. That's all. There's no in between. So you are responsible for where you're going to go. Okay, it's you. You can't rely on anyone but yourself in knowing where are you going to go from here. Read the word of God. Okay, read it. Read the word of God so that you will know from the beginning Genesis to the end of Revelation how God has laid it out for us to live and how to love one another and how to be fruitful. I mean, it's all right there. Okay? Do it. I promise you. I promise you. This world does not love you. Only God, Jesus Christ, loves you the way you should be loved and taken care of. Okay? So be wise. Be smart. Be diligent. Be intentional. Be intentional in loving Be intentional in caring. Be intentional in your marriage. Be intentional in dating. Be intentional at your workplace. Be intentional with your business. Be intentional with your family, your friends. Be intentional, intentional in everything that you do. Do not get yoked to discover that you are not equal and know that that person doesn't fit into your life before you yoke up with them. Know who you are because we all want to be with someone. Some may get married and some may not get married and it's okay to be single. Trust me, it is okay to be single, but be wise in the process of being single, and most of all, be whole, be complete, okay? Take care of your trauma uh, that you've dealt with in your past. We all have had trauma, but God has allowed us to come to him with it so he can fix it, amen? I love you, family, and um, thank you for listening. Okay, let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the love that you have for us. And we ask that you show those that don't know love how to love. Father, because love is what makes the world go around. Love can fix so many things. But if you don't know how to love, It's hard to love, Lord, and we need you. We need more love in this world. And we ask you to show us areas in our life that keep us from loving, Father. We need you to show us, heal us from what's keeping us from being a loving person and getting us prepared for marriage, for relationships, 
in our lives. Lord, we're going to keep on loving you and we're going to keep on praising you because you are the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And without you, we are nothing, Lord. Give us more love, Lord. Show us more love, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, I pray these things. Amen. Okay, family, that's it. I love you, and we're going to keep on, keep it on, okay? And if you want to send me an email, you can send me an email at ddbanks at the table podcast at gmail.com, or you can hit the message button. If you hear me now, there should be a message button for you to leave me a message if you want to contact me to talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about, any questions that you want to ask. I'm an open book, okay? All right, you're my friend, all right? So I love you, and God bless you, and you have a beautiful day today.